This is the Inclusion Think Tank podcast brought to you by New Jersey Coalition for Inclusive Education, NJCIE, where we talk about inclusive education, why it works, and how to make it happen. On today's episode, I welcome my guests, Dr. Kelly Patrone and Brittany Seeley. Join our conversation as we discuss the New Jersey Inclusion Project, NJIP program collaboration between the New Jersey Department of Education and New Jersey Coalition for Inclusive Education that offers free technical assistance, long-term systemic change projects, leadership development events, and additional materials and resources to support inclusive education. I would like to welcome everyone back to another episode of the Inclusion Think Tank podcast, Brought to you by New Jersey Coalition for Inclusive Education. I'm your host, Arthur Aston, and I am happy to welcome my two guests on the podcast today, uh, Brittany Seely and Dr. Kelly Patron. So thank you both for uh, joining me for this conversation today. Thank you for having us. Yes. So to start off, can you each share um, a little bit about yourself, who you are, uh, what your titles and responsibilities are um, working with NJCIE and also something or some things that you'd like to do in your free time if you have any. And we can start with uh, Kelly and then Brittany, you can uh, follow. Sure. So I'm Kelly Patrone. I am a program director at NJCIE. Um, I primarily do, I work with systemic change in schools, um, and then I also work with a few other, another grant, as well as um, we work with individual schools on different needs that they have um, that they may contract with us for. Um, In terms of what I like to do, uh, possibly um, in my free time, uh, my family and I like to go hiking, and I also go to a ton of pro sporting events. So that seems to be what occupies most of our time. Uh, and hello, I'm Brittany Seely. I am also one of the program directors at NJCIE. Um, and, and kind of following what uh, Kelly had said, you know, we we both oversee the New Jersey Inclusion Project grant uh, work, which is throughout the state of New Jersey. Um, you know, we are making sure deliverables uh, are met, data is collected, uh, and we are supporting you know the work around inclusion across the state, um, and you know supporting our amazing uh, inclusion facilitators that are regionally based. Um, Something I guess I enjoy doing on my my when I'm not working is traveling or uh, in the summers being up on the lake where I grew up and uh, being out in the boat as much as I can be with family and friends. Awesome. I love both of your uh, answers for what you like to do in your free time. Being on a boat is one of my favorite things. I don't get to do it too often, um, but I definitely enjoy it. And um, being anywhere outdoors is uh, always fun. And sporting events, I have definitely um, become more uh, interested in those and, and have attended more of those in more recent years with some friends and family. So it's uh, always a good time to uh, take a break, like you said, when you're not working, if you have any free time <laughs> to spend time with family and friends. <laughs> so um, this conversation will uh, center around the New Jersey Inclusion Project, also known as NJIP. Um, which is a collaboration between the New Jersey Department of Education and the New Jersey Coalition for Inclusive Education. Uh, This project is described as a program that offers free technical assistance, longer term systemic change projects, leadership development events, 
and additional materials and resources to support inclusive education. So can you share with us why it was important to create this project and some of the goals uh, that have been created for the project? Sure. Um, so according to a report published by the Edlaw Center, um, New Jersey is currently the least inclusive state in the country with an inclusion rate defined as students with disabilities included with general education peers 80% or more of the day um, with the inclusion rate of 45.2%. Uh, so that means that of the 225,447 students with this uh, service in the state, currently 101,902 students are included 80% or more of the day. And I know that's a lot of numbers, but it's a pretty low rate. Um, so if, if New Jersey included students at the national rate of 66.2%, um, 149,246 students would be included. Uh, so this means that there are about 47,000 um, students currently excluded uh, who could otherwise be serviced in their general education classrooms along with their peers, uh, which yields many benefits, uh, not just for students with disabilities, but for all students. Um, so NJCIE's inclusion facilitators will provide strategic and targeted support to educators and school leaders uh, serving students with disabilities in grades kindergarten through grade 12. So support will be provided to schools from districts demonstrating a need through the New Jersey Department of Education, least restrictive environment data, and will uh, include technical assistance for 15 sites every year and systemic change facilitation for 48 um, sites throughout this entire project. Uh, so support will also include leadership development through conferences and community practice activities um, and the development and dissemination of universal resources and guidance. Um, so the wide, the wide array of support that will be provided uh, will help administrators and staff members acquire the knowledge and skills you know, necessary to meet the needs of all learners. I, I shared with both of you before uh, we started recording that um, and I've been doing this for two years with NJCIE already, which is wild to believe. Um, we, we use a lot of acronyms and um, sometimes uh, I myself have to ask what they mean. <laughs> um, yes. So mm -hmm. I, I've been familiar with this, uh, the NJIP and um, what you all are doing, but I wanted to make sure that we um, took some time out uh, for an episode that was dedicated just to this to share uh, the important information uh, you know, just because it is important, the work that you all are doing to um, help increase the inclusion rate here in New Jersey, as you mentioned, it is uh, the lowest in the country. So, um, you know, having something like this uh, getting started is uh, really important to help with the, um, you know, raising that inclusion rate. So um, for someone who might be listening uh, to the podcast and they uh, may be interested in possibly having these services for their own school district. Can you provide some information about what NJIP and each of the areas of programming um, provides? Absolutely. Um, so there's a lot, as Kelly mentioned before. Um, so this grant, it's a multifaceted plan really intended to support and facilitate and enhance um, already in place current initiatives through uh, the Department of Education in New Jersey uh, such as the NJPSS, which is the New Jersey Tiered System of Supports, as well as the PBSIS, uh, the Positive Behavior Supports um, in New Jersey Public Schools. 
Um, and we're really looking to develop, expand, improve inclusive practices within all of the schools in New Jersey. Um, and the vision and the collaboration is an effort between NJCIE, as well as the New Jersey Department of Education, the Office of Special Education. And the goal together is really to aim to increase the numbers of students who attend the school they would attend if they did not have the support needs. Um, if they weren't assigned to age appropriate gen ed grades and classes and instructed with this core curriculum uh, based on research and principles of universal design for learning. Um, really that is furthering the differentiation uh, for diverse learners in each classroom. So the first portion um, of, of the grant that we have is called technical assistance, uh, which Kelly had mentioned. We are uh, targeting 15 sites yearly through this three-year grant. And NJCIE's team of inclusion facilitators has developed uh, both synchronous and asynchronous materials and resources um, through you know, Padlets and webinars and, and different um, uh, Moodle courses to deliver uh, support for uh, approved topics uh, such as inclusion 101 or building inclusive culture, universal design for learning, co-teaching, uh, differentiation, um, you know, development of IEPs, positive behavior and modifications and accommodations. And how it's structured is we have, it's five sessions. If you receive the grant for technical assistance, it's targeted technical assistance provided in, in five sessions where the first session is specific for administrators um, so that they can really um, hear and understand uh, the content that their staff will be receiving in session two. Um, so that they can continue, um, you know, monitoring and, and checking and, and conducting walkthroughs to, to make sure these practices are, are followed through. The session two is the participants, they're receiving the, the content. And then the sessions three and four are really uh, specific to, to classrooms where there's uh, the inclusion facilitator is coming in, observing, coaching, and providing individualized feedback uh, right in the classrooms with, with staff. And then the follow-up uh, session, that session five is the wrap-up session. Um, and then we're, we're really tracking a lot of data through a pre and a post to see the growth from sessions two all the way through sessions five with the, the main participants. Um, I may throw it over to Kelly uh, to talk a little bit more about the, the other piece of the grant, which is the systemic change portion. Um, so systemic change implementation is a science-based systemic change process uh, for building and sustaining inclusive schools. So if you're selected to participate in this longer-term partnership, um, NJCIE's regionally-based uh, inclusion facilitators will provide three years of implementation science-based systemic change facilitation. So um, the ultimate goal of the systemic change process is to support schools in their improvement of school-based LRE data or least restrictive environment data and practices that support sustainable and effective inclusion, uh, inclusive school communities. So um, the process includes support um, by creating awareness and commitment to improving your LRE data, um, working on collaborative decision-making, fostering greater awareness and curriculum and, and instructional adaptations, um, building capacity for individualized support using like doing some trainer of trainer model, um, cu cultivating an, an inclusive school community, and then allocating necessary resources um, and inclusive scheduling. And it sounds like we're doing a lot because we are, uh, but this is not done all at once. Of course, this is over the course of three years, but all of this will be worked on throughout the three years. Um, 
so a lot of times what we're doing is um, we're working with the schools on, you know, developing and allocating time and resources for the work of school-based implementation teams. So, which will include, you know, there's monthly meetings, there's other activities such as we do walkthroughs, but we also do um, like a coaching model with some teachers um, working with the team on overall school staff. Um, so looking at it as the whole school um, and smaller groups as well, and to gather information uh, to the current functioning of the school, building an understanding, um, built, growing knowledge, and then working on best practices in an inclusive environment. Um, we will we work collaboratively with them on gathering and interpreting um, a bunch of different data that we we collect the data, but we work with the schools on interpreting it and understanding it. So we typically will get gather their LRE data and making sure that it, it's specific to their school site. Uh, we survey the whole staff, but we do a lot of collection of other data pieces as well. Um, we create opportunities for best practices in, the, in an inclusive education to be woven into the current endeavors. Um, so again, we don't want them to like not work on other components uh, to the change process. So we try to collaborate with whatever initiatives they're working with. Um, we try to select and support a school uh, a liaison at the school site um, that can help build capacity so that when we're no longer there in three years after we've done all of this work together that they can continue the efforts towards uh, their inclusive practices. Um, we will try to um, work on advocating for inclusive education within their school um, and then and within the district by encouraging an open dialogue, uh, fostering a culture of inclusion, and then working towards removing barriers um, to the development of a fully inclusive school community. Um, a lot of times what we do is we evaluate efforts to ensure the goals of the school um, are continuously aligned with the NJIP um, components and also to determine readiness for change and continued engagement and systemic change. So it's a lot of different pieces and we do these through monthly meetings. We do this through training. Um, we Britt talked about we do synchronous and asynchronous training. Um, but we also do the trainer trainer model monthly, which um, is a great way for the trainers at each school site to work with other school sites and to learn what they're doing to make their practices work at their school sites. And then Brittany, did you want to talk about leadership? Yeah, so the the last piece of this multifaceted uh, grant is really the leadership development. Um, and NJCIE's team members are planning and facilitating various opportunities for leadership development and stakeholder engagement, uh, which includes two regionally based leadership development conferences, uh, one typically in the South and one in the North. Our first one will be January 19th down in the Southern region, which we'll give you information to find that on our website shortly. Uh, as well as community of practice opportunities. Um, right now, we, uh, by the end of the year, we'll have held and conducted nine community of practice opportunities for uh, leaders across the state uh, with the topics, uh, and they're regionally based. So we would have three in the North, three Central, and three South. Um, the first topic is inclusive master scheduling. The second topic is inclusive hiring practices, retention and recruitment. And the third uh, topic is mental health foundations, as well as culturally responsive teaching practices. So these leadership development activities are really, you know, helping to support the capacity building, creating systems to ensure each child with a disability has that equitable access to all the resources needed to achieve uh, the optimal outcomes. Um, the targeted attendees of the Inclusion Leadership Conference include uh, school administrators who are actually offered free registration, uh, other school faculty, staff, parents, students, and self-advocates, 
Um, and opportunities even include breakfast, lunch, and meet and greets. Um, and we will be providing uh, attendees to build these connections with other uh, educators in their fields, uh, field of study. Um, and more information and information uh, is on our website at njcie.org conference. And you could uh, actually sign up now for the Southern Conference on January 19th. Registration is available. Thank you both for that uh, great answer. And uh, Kelly, as you said, it sounds like you're doing a lot, and you are. <laughs> um, it's, uh, you know, I, I felt it was really important, again, to just share what this is all about. And uh, thank you both for providing all of that uh, information and also the information about the upcoming conference um, that's taking place uh, in January. So to wrap up our conversation, um, for schools and districts uh, who are interested, how can they go about inquiring or applying for uh, the NJIP services? So you can learn more on our website. Uh, you can go to www.njcie.org backslash NJIP. Um, is a great place to start. Applications for next year will begin probably March or April, um, but you can also look to apply. Um, you can That's for formal application, but you can also just see what we're doing if you just go to NJIP. So any additional questions, please feel free to reach out to our email at team at njcie.org. Thank you both so much uh, for this great conversation. I appreciate you taking the time to, um, you know, to talk and to share about the New Jersey Inclusion Project. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Arthur. We thank you for listening to this episode of the Inclusion Think Tank podcast. This podcast is brought to you by New Jersey Coalition for Inclusive Education, NJCIE. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on social media at NJCIE. Until next time.